everyone. This is Arzo with Sexy Boss Babe for podcast number six. Today I'll be talking about the hashtag MeToo movement and I'll start by sharing my own hashtag MeToo story. I posted about this on my personal Instagram uh, so I will be talking about the time that I was In my very early 20s, I had just uh, left school and started a job uh, where I had to prospect clientele, high-end clientele. And I reached out to an old boss that I had worked for who I respected and I had a good relationship with. And I called him and I set up a meeting in his town, which is about 45 minutes away from where I lived. And... Uh, we were supposed to meet at a restaurant near his place. So on the day of the meeting, I called when I got closer uh, just to let him know. And he said, you know what? I just bought this beautiful condo. Uh, It's overlooking the marina. Why don't you just come upstairs? I'll cook us some steaks. And uh, restaurants are so impersonal. It'll be so nice for us to catch up. I've got a beautiful view uh, of, of of the marina. We'll have a great time. So I thought about it for a second. I thought, oh, it's a business meeting. You know, is this the right thing to do? But I thought, you know what? I've known this guy. I've worked with him. I've been to his house before. Um, And uh, so I said, okay, sure. Parked the car, got to his building, took the elevator up. And just to give you a little bit of a visual, I my attire was business attire. I had a skirt suit on, a black skirt suit. My skirt was about two inches below the knee. I was wearing a crew neck top, uh, so there's no cleavage, so the so the neckline uh, was just right up my neck, and I had a blazer on, a black blazer, uh, a, a pair of pumps, and I had my laptop in a roller suitcase type uh, bag with me, you know, those kinds that, with, that has the handle. I know it's a little bit dorky, but um, <laughs> anyways... I knocked on the door, he opens the door, we hugged, said hello, he took me around to his condo or apartment and it was beautiful and we went outside on the veranda and he had this beautiful veranda that just wrapped around the condo and it did overlook the marina and the view really was breathtaking. So he cooks up the steaks and we're catching up and he's telling me about his company and I'm catching him up about what I'm doing. So we sit outside, we have this beautiful lunch and he opens up a bottle of wine. And for a second, I kind of hesitated and I thought to myself, you know, this is a business lunch. I probably shouldn't be drinking. Um, But sometimes you have a drink at a business meeting. And at the same time, this was a a fairly personal relationship as well. So, um, and again, it was with somebody that I trusted. So I had the glass of wine and uh, we had conversations about what I was doing and what, what my intentions were for having this meeting. Um, in addition to just having some other general conversations. And he ended up telling me kind of a weird story about an experience he had had when he was younger and had first moved to L.A., where he had gotten invited to a producer's house. And uh, uh, there was, um, it was just kind of like the 80s, and it was like that sex, drugs, and rock and roll time. And uh, so this rich producer uh, with this big house that he threw this amazing party at, uh, took him to one of the bedrooms and tried to make an advance on him. And he was telling me about that experience and how horrified he was that somebody would do that to him and 
this, you know, he was young and it was the, it was the host of the party of the house and how could he do it? So he's telling me this story and I was going along with it thinking, gosh, you know, he's, he's right. That's horrible for someone to do that. About 10 minutes later, as I'm overlooking the, the, uh, uh, or looking at the, at the marina, he lunges across the table, grabs my face and kisses my mouth. And I was in complete shock. I pulled away immediately and I looked at him startled and I said, what are you doing? And he looked at me embarrassed and he apologized. He said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he sat back down at his chair and I was embarrassed. I was kind of confused. I didn't really know how to react. And I thought to myself, you know, I was going through my own mind thinking, did I do something or say something to make him think that it was okay to kiss me? And in my mind, I didn't do anything. I wasn't dressed provocatively. I wasn't talking about anything sexual. I wasn't flirting with him. I didn't touch him in, in any way to make him think that he could make a move on me. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I kind of blamed myself. I said, I, I must have said something. I must have done something to encourage him to have done this. And I thought, well, now how do I act? You know, do I, do I storm out of here? Do I just act normal? Do I pretend it didn't happen? And I just, I didn't want the situation to be uncomfortable. So I just let it go. And I just kind of felt sorry for him. And I thought, you know what? He just probably just read the signs wrong and I'm just going to let it go. So I let it go. We finished up our lunch. We started cleaning off the table. I was taking things into the kitchen and he excused himself for a second. So I finished cleaning up. I was walking into the living room when all of a sudden... I see him coming out of his bedroom, completely naked with just a silk robe, like a Hugh Hefner style robe. And I like looked at him and again, totally shocked. And he runs to me, grabs me and he's trying to kiss me again. And he's literally got me like in his arms and I'm pushing him off of me. I'm saying, what are you doing? Get off of me. Don't touch me. And he is just doing everything he can to try to keep me in his arms and try to kiss me. And I was so scared. And I'm just, I was just, I couldn't believe what was happening in that moment. I did everything I could to push him off of me. I ran to the door. I grabbed my bag, opened the door, ran out of his condo, ran down the hall. I I couldn't even wait for the elevator. I opened the stairwell door and I ran down the stairwell for a couple of flights, then took the elevator down to my car. And I sat in my car, drove away, I pulled over somewhere and then I sat in my car and I cried for three hours. I just cried. I just, I was like scared. I was confused. I was embarrassed. I was disgusted. I was shocked. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was like someone that I, again, somebody older than me, someone that knew me when I was, you know, a junior in college, someone that... I trusted someone that, I mean, I I just, I couldn't believe it. So after I calmed down, I drove home, went to work the next day. And at some point throughout the day, my phone rang. I picked it up. I said, hello. And it was him. And he was acting completely normal. Hi, how are you? How's your day? What are you doing? And I said, are you kidding me right now? And he said, 
what are you talking about? And I said, how dare you call me and act like completely normal, like nothing ever happened after what you did yesterday? And he said, what are you talking about? What did I do? I didn't do anything. I said, you didn't do anything? I said, you didn't try to attack me twice? He goes, attack you? What are you referring to? I said, you tried to kiss me yesterday. And he said, oh, I didn't try to kiss you. You tried to kiss me. And I was like shaking, listening to what he just said. Like he was trying to turn this scenario on me. And I don't know, maybe he had someone there that he was trying to, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe he knew what he did and he didn't want to, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. (laughs) I don't know. But point being, I don't, I don't know why he did that. Um, but bottom line is it made me feel very uncomfortable. The situation was horrible. He shouldn't have done that. He was 100% at fault. And I told him, I said, I said, you are out of your mind. What you did was horrible. Don't ever call me again. And I hung up the phone on him. I never talked to him again. I never called him again. Um, he did reach out to me a few times. I never picked up the phone. And the reason why I wanted to share this story is that he's 100% wrong what he did. And what's been going on lately with the Me Too movement and people sharing their stories and um, I've seen some some divide in social media uh, or on social media between uh, women even um, and uh, women that are taking a, a strong feminist stance and saying that we need to support the victims of uh, you know the the women that are speaking up and some other groups of women that are saying hey you know some of these women they are are wrong for vict- uh, for for playing this victim role and some of these guys aren't really at fault um or she was asking for it so i'm sharing the story to kind of bridge the gap between both of those perspectives this these situations are not black and white And, um, hundred percent, no man, no woman, nobody should ever make advances on anybody that it it, it hasn't been welcomed and it's, it's not invited. And, um, I, I've just, but what I, what I want to point to is that we have a voice. And in my situation, I was talking to somebody that was older than me, that had more money than me, that had power, more power than me. And I was there seeking business. I was in a position of need. He had something that I wanted, right? But regardless, I walked away and I didn't succumb to his uh, advances because I was desperate and really wanted this thing that, you know, the business or whatever. I chose to walk away and forfeit any opportunity for business with this person because what he did was wrong and there are other stories like for example that whole story with Aziz Ansari and that woman who he went on a date with and she liked him and went on the date went to dinner and then went back to his place and then they hooked up and made out and you know she performed fellatio on him and multiple times and then decided that she felt violated and then outed him publicly. Um, and that had ramifications for him. Um, and that story, and I, and I read that story and 
I'm not someone that's that 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 that's a victim blamer, um, but the story that I read, uh, it it just it, it sounded as though, um, she really had a bad date, and there are guys that we go out with, and they're kind of douchey, and they impose themselves on us, and she didn't say anything, and she didn't she felt uncomfortable. And she didn't say anything. She didn't get up and walk away. She didn't end the situation. She allowed it to continue. And I think part of that, it goes back to historically, uh, for women, we have been, it is ingrained in us to not speak up. It is ingrained in us to accept what happens. And that's part of the problem. We have centuries and centuries historically, uh, you know, sociologically, um, uh, culturally that women are supposed to be passive and it is only in the last 60 years or so in modern society that women are having a voice and standing up for themselves more and asking for their rights and um, part of that that word empowerment includes these includes moments like this it includes moments where you're on a date with someone and someone's imposing themselves on you and you know you don't like it and you feel uncomfortable but you're going to go with it anyways and and hope that maybe they'll stop or hope that maybe they'll see how you feel that's not going to happen if you feel uncomfortable in a situation you say no you say i don't feel comfortable you say i don't like what you're doing you say please don't touch me you say, I'm not ready for this right now. You say, I think I'm going to go home now. And you leave. That's empowerment. Saying no, saying stop, saying I'm not going to take this, getting up and walking away. And when you act empowered and when you act in an empowered way like that, it's startling for the other person. They don't know how to take it because a lot of women go along with those things, even though they feel uncomfortable. So um, I'm encouraging women everywhere to be more assertive and, and, and raise your voice. I mean, I'll, I'll share another story. I was, um, I'd met this man a, a few years ago at a business networking event, very successful, powerful, very connected. And we'd kept in touch, gone out to dinner a few times to talk about business and just different ways that we could we could overlap. And uh, we kind of lost touch and a year had passed. He, we ran into each other somewhere. He wanted to go out to dinner to catch up. Um, I accepted. <clears throat> he wasn't my type really physically, um, but he was older, he was successful, uh, intelligent, um, and there's, there's a lot that I could have gained from that relationship, you know, whether it was just friends or, um, you know, romantically or what, but anyways, we, we went to dinner, um, we sat down at our table and we're just catching up at this point and we're talking and, um, all of a sudden I noticed that he, uh, stuck his hand up my <laughs> jacket. I was wearing a black dress with this kind of like shawl, this like, you know, thin shawl type thing that had like a sleeve. And like his hand was up my sleeve part of my shirt or my jacket thing and like caressing the upper part of my arm 
on the underneath side close to my armpit, which is for a woman, that's a sensitive and intimate part of your body. So I just like looked at him and I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't touch me. And I pulled away. And then he kind of got startled and shocked and he felt offended that I told him that. And him being somebody that is kind of a powerful person, people don't uh, necessarily assert themselves to him. And for me, I don't care who you are. If I have not given you the permission to touch me or be intimate with me, like you do not have the right to do anything to me. And I, I don't care who you are. Um, and so I pulled away. It bothered him. He was, you know, he didn't like it. And then I had to like explain to him what he did, why it was wrong. (laughs) And I literally sat here and I had to explain that this is, you know, you don't touch a woman there unless it's, it's invited. And I said, you know, if you touch me on the back of my hand, like that's okay. Like that's more okay, but you can't touch me there. So, you know, again, my point is, is don't be afraid. Okay. And that man never talked to me again after that. I'll I'll be honest with you. Um, after that night, uh, he never called me again. He blocked my number. Um, and it was very clear what his intentions were with me. So I don't want to do business with somebody like that. I don't want to, uh, have a relationship with somebody like that. So me standing up for myself made it very clear who that person was. It showed his true colors. So that's what happens. And don't ever feel like you know you 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 really want this job so you have to do whatever it takes you absolutely do not have to do whatever it takes um i i mean you could you could be wanting this job and you finally get the interview and you're sitting with the ceo and it's the perfect job and he's he's asking you to to do some sexual thing you get up and you walk out of that room you do not have to take that from anybody know that don't don't let it get to a place where where you know things are happening, and again, this is about being empowered. It's about standing up for yourself. No job is that important to 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 go through something like that. Um, and if something like that were to happen, that is the universe telling you that this is not the job for you. You should not be here. So take it as a blessing. Walk away and get the heck out of there. Um. So that's my two cents. <laughs> on the hashtag me too movement. Um, so keep being empowered, keep raising your voice and, uh, stay tuned for more podcasts. And I appreciate everybody that's been listening and, uh, thank you so much for all of your support. It keeps giving me encouragement to continue and keep going. Uh, I've got some great guests coming up in the next few weeks, so please stay tuned. Um, some amazing women doing amazing things as, as always. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Anchor. Uh, It definitely helps us with ratings. And uh, subscribe on our website, uh, www.sexybossbabe.com. Please follow us on Instagram and social media. Our handles uh, for all of them is at the sexy boss babe. And our launch is coming up soon. So make sure to subscribe. I will be giving out discounts and uh, uh, coupon uh, codes uh, for, uh, some, some fun things that are coming up. So stay tuned and I appreciate you guys as always have a wonderful, wonderful day and I'll catch you soon. Take care. Bye.